Hey there, got a moment? Sure you do, this won't take long. I'm Dr. Greg Sasma, and this is a Practically Mindful Moment. This is promotional podcast number six from my new book, Practical Mindfulness, A Physician's No-Nonsense Guide to Meditation for Beginners. My aim in writing it is to lower the bar for entry for those who are interested in meditation, but a little doubtful or scared off by the psychological or the mystical stuff. And it's also for those already practicing as a guide to clarify and amplify and beautify and superfly and mollify. Anyway, it's supposed to help your process along with accessible and practical ideas and tips. So we have about 10 minutes. Well, less with that long intro. And then get on with whatever you got going. We're going to briefly tune in, focus on a point from the book, and then do a quick guided exercise. Let's tune in. Listen to the tuning port closely as the sound dissipates, and then simply tend to whatever else you hear for a little bit until you hear the fork ring again. Take a nice deep breath to settle yourself. Okay, ready? All right, now that I have your attention, last time we tackled the when of sitting. Today, I bring you another W word. That word is where. Where to meditate? What should the space be like? What stuff do you need? I hit this topic in more detail in chapter four of the book, but let's hit some basics. As before, here's some advice. The optimal place and time are the ones that work for you, not some ideal from me or anyone else. That said, there are some tips and some fairly obvious ones. Yes, you can technically practice anywhere, in an airplane or a train station or sitting in the rain. I once saw a truly audacious dude sitting in the median of a four-lane highway in Kathmandu with these old Datsuns whizzing around him. He was sitting in full lotus position and in complete calm. What a show-off. Anyway, remember, meditation is about our own attending to a variety of stuff in our momentary experience. Some of it's internal and other stuff is external. So it's best not to make the setting around us already input-rich. It's a kind of classroom where we're creating to do this work. Actually, it's a bit like kindergarten because we're just learning the ropes of holding attention on the breath as our brain is pumping out thoughts and our muscles tighten and we have a wave of anxiety or irritability or even lust, all that stuff whizzing past us to hitch a ride onto and lose our focus. So especially starting out, and mostly the rest of the time, making a space with a minimum of external stimuli just makes sense. Having a Nerf ball battle in the vicinity or somebody playing Fortnite in the background, these are not what you'd call optimal conditions. Creating a space that's likely to be quiet and uninterrupted is a good thing to start out with. 
At home, it's usually a spare room or even a clothes closet, maybe a note to the other inhabitants for some grace. If you have the good fortune of a room or a corner thereof to create your own special spot, that's all the better. If it's a candle or some other item of personal or spiritual meaning to you that would help reinforce the mission of training attention, then go for it. But if it's distracting, consider the bromide less is more. For me, my monkey mind is just simian enough that I had to start out just staring in front of a bare wall. When I was staring at the carpet, I would try to find faces of presidents in the nap of the rug. Pretty sure I found Millard Fillmore in an old coffee stain. Anyway, these days, I use my clinical office as a quiet refuge. That's been working well for about 15 years, and it's a really feels like a privilege to return to every time. The key is to have a consistently calm and low input setting to return to. You'll look forward to going there each time. Try a few places out and find something that works regularly. We'll get into the whole thing of how to sit and on what, etc. next time. Okay, space out on that little riff on your meditation space as we finish up with a little guided meditation on space. Space as something to meditate with, actually. Hopefully where you're at right now is somewhere in the ballpark of the suggestions above. Quiet, undisturbed, able to sit at some rest. We're going to work with our awareness of space in four steps. Just follow me for a bit. Settle in and take a deep breath just to settle yourself. Here comes that signal, and then start with watching your breathing, in and then out, just like last time. And just follow me. Ready? Okay. Just observe your in-breath and your out-breath. If you get lost, no biggie. Just note it and get back to watching. Okay, with your next few breaths, imagine your attention gathered up in your chest on the in-breath and then exhaled out into your whole body awareness. Pull it in, then fill yourself up with awareness. Just see what you notice in your body. Okay, step three. Gather up attention on the in-breath. And now imagine with that out-breath, extending your awareness out beyond your body. Fill the whole room with your attention. Into you, 
then out to the whole room around you and the space around you. Just observe all of it. Last step, bring your attention home. Gather it up on the in-breath, and then on the out-breath, just watch the out-breath. The breath going in and out, that's the home we return to when we get lost from attention. It's always there to come back to. Okay, just a quick word on that exercise. I'm trying to show that attention is directable, right? We can go telephoto on the feeling of air in the nostrils, and then we can go landscape mode, out to our body, out to the space outside our skin and beyond. The other thing to reiterate is that this mind's eye, this observing capacity I keep talking about, that's mindfulness. It's the capacity to move our attention around, and that's what we're training in meditation. Okay, we're done for now. The book from which this pod is sprung is Practical Mindfulness, a physician's no-nonsense guide to meditation for beginners. The website is practicalmindfulnessbook.com. Email me with feedback and questions at drsaz at practicalmindfulnessbook.com or you can catch me on Twitter at at MindfulMDSAS. As always, thanks for your attention. I'm Dr. Greg Sasma, and this has been your Practically Mindful Moment. Take care.